Hello everybody and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction podcast. My name's Ruth McPhee and this podcast is a, a way of exploring some of the weird and morbid and interesting things that I'm interested in. Um, I live in Cambridge so for some of the podcast episodes we're going to be looking at stories relating to Cambridge and its history um, or some of the areas around Cambridge um, that have their own strange histories, folklore, uh, horrible stories that happened to horrible and non-horrible people um, and various other bits and pieces like that. I'm not going to be doing it on my own. I will have a revolving selection of guests with me over the next um, several episodes, uh, bringing some of their own ideas and own knowledge to the podcast as well. In addition to telling some fun and awful stories, we're also going to be drinking some fun and potentially awful drinks as well. Um, I like a drink and many of my friends also do. Uh, so we thought it would be quite fun if we have weird drinks relating to the stories that we're telling. Uh, so that's going to be a theme in in all of the episodes until we realise it's unfeasible and we can't make sense anymore. So we're going to give it a try. So for these first couple of episodes, we do have some, uh, quite a lot actually, of drinks. The first two episodes are going to be looking at the story of the Witches of Warboys. Um, Warboys is um, a small village that was in um, what was then Huntingdonshire. And we're looking at the kind of 1500s for this one. So we're going back quite a way. But there's loads of other stories from East Anglia as well that we can look at in forthcoming weeks. Okay, I think that's it for now for the introduction. Um, I should say a small thank you to Dan Carney who suggested the title Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, we went through various different titles of varying degrees of silliness um, and that one emerged as the winner. So thank you Dan, that was a great idea. Um, Dan was dressed as Richard O'Brien at the time, maybe that was what inspired him. I should also say a slightly larger thank you to Chris Rogers who has recorded all of this for us and also edited it. Uh, he has to listen to my ridiculous voice all the time because he lives with me. So listening to it for even more ridiculous hours over and over again is um, quite a feat. Thank you, Chris. Um, and that will be it for now. Enjoy the episode and I will uh, see you on the other side. Today we will learn the terrible saga of the Witches of War Boys. Um, war Boys... Joe, do you know anything? It's in the fence. In the fence. That's all we know. Quite close to here. It's in Huntingdon. Well, it used to be called Huntingdonshire, oh. but now it's part of Cambridgeshire. Um, we have to imagine that the year is 1589. Are you imagining it? How does it seem so far? What do we know about that year? Uh, Katie, you know about the Tudors. Can you tell oh. us? Not particularly about 1589. <laughs> no, um, it's generally that specific. Yeah. It's towards the end of the reign of Elizabeth I. Oh, she's old. She's mm. getting quite old now. Too much makeup. Um, no teeth. It was a difficult Wouldn't time be. for religion in England because everyone was one way or the other way. No one could decide what was best. First, Protestantism came. Then later, Catholicism came back. Then again. Protestants. Yes. Yeah. So that's got nothing to do with witchcraft, but it just meant everyone was very suspicious. It has a bit of though. different mm. things. Um, the first witchcraft act had been passed in England in 1542, so about 50 years prior. Still under Elizabeth. Still under Elizabeth. Another witchcraft act came in 1563, 
Um, and these made it a crime to mm. practice witchcraft um, or sorcery or enchantments. Mm. Oh, so, that might be what I call my drink. The enchantment. Oh, yes, I haven't explained about the drinks. So we're going to have some um, drinks relating to the story at hand. Each participant has prepared um, a drink based around the theme of the episode, today being Witches of War Boys. Um, it's, it's an open brief. There's no specifics. Quite loose. Quite loose. Um, so, witchcraft acts. Um, if you just were, were thought to be doing some mild witchcraft, um, that light wasn't... witchcraft. Just a bit of light witchcraft. That wasn't mm. so bad. Um, if you were suspected of, of uh, having caused harm to another person, that was then when it became very serious. Um, and I think you could be as punished by death, I suspect. I mean, in this case, yes. But I think generally... Um, give the story away. I won't give it away. Um, and I have an interesting fact from Wikipedia to tell us. Um, after the 1563 Witchcraft Act in uh, England, there were recorded a number of murders by witchcraft. So homicides where the cause was given as witchcraft. And these started to rise and rise. And at one point, as many as 20% of all murders were recorded as being caused by witchcraft 20 percent. 20 percent. but it's the 1500s yeah, yeah. i'm guessing there were probably quite a lot of stabbings some stranglings poisonings, poisonings. In, the in the ear i don't know shakespeare was around wasn't he he was poisoning people in the ear <laughs> you, poison in the ear? you just slip it in <laughs> some poison what on a stick or or in, i think on a um a pipette. A pipette. <laughs> I don't have pipettes. Shakespeare and his famous pipettes. Maybe you could use a pig's bladder as a pipette. It would. That would be really too much poison <laughs> in a pig's bladder. <laughs> Did you see that on the news last week? A woman had a venomous spider in her ear. No, that's awful. It's horrible. She. It was a brown recluse spider. I can't remember which country she was in, and she felt like a whooshing, like there was water in her ear. And then um, went to the doctors, and then she oh, said, God. she said the nurse basically went out of the room really quickly, saying, "I'm just going to get a couple of other people." Um, and then when they came back, they had to remove a spider from her oh. ear. It's a nightmare. God, that's the worst. That's literally my worst nightmare. That would be a good witchcraft death. Yeah, spider in the ear. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that, gonna maybe that's going to happen. Ear, I poured water in, and the ants floated to the top. How many ants? How many ants? Three. Three ants. I assume he'd put them in because he came running into the house saying, I've got ants in my ear. <laughs> and so you obviously think... Or <laughs> had he put jam in there? I, I mean, he knew that they were ants. He wasn't like, my ears really itchy. I know, but had he... <laughs> had he lain down by an ant trail and waited for them to I proceed in? No. <laughs> he was really little at the time, but he still, yeah. Said I've got ants in my ear. Oh my god. Okay, well that kind of fits in with <laughs> what some of these um, witchcraft accusers think happened to them because they are, there is quite a lot of talk of insects. So we may maybe yeah. that's what was going on, and actually there weren't any ants in his ear, but there were. You saw them. Yeah, I got them out with oh water. You put were it in, and then did they, they drown? Up. Yeah, unfortunately, yes, it was a bit harsh, but they can't live in an ear either. But they might have been dead already. We don't know. Oh, yes. that's true. He could have squashed them and then 
No, I meant they were already dead. <laughs> because they were already dead when they, they'd gone in alive and then they would died in there and then they were dead. But we don't know when they died. It's You can't do an autopsy on an ant, can you? It's too small. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, so lots of homicides um, were being put down to witchcraft. Um, and, of course, it was very difficult to prove that you weren't a witch, as we'll see. Um, so the conviction rate was very high because it, there's really no way to argue against it. Uh, now we can talk a bit more about the Fens. Um, Warboys is um, is in the Fens. Um, it's on a bit of a slightly higher land, um, so it's not itself Fenny, but it is surrounded by the Fenlands. For us d- dwellers of East Anglia, we live in Cambridge. Uh, we all know a lot about the Fens, but... How would you describe them to somebody who doesn't know about the fens? Bleak. Bleak. I was going to say bleak. There's too much sky, and the sky is normally grey. Not too much, but yeah. a lot of it. A lot of There's sky. a lot of sky. Um, the fens are very flat. Flat. Mm. Really flat. And now, I mean, they're soggy now, but they used to be... Even really soggier. Yeah, like you had to go know. around on punts everywhere. That's Where why were we they made drained? Them. Had they been drained? Uh, I believe that they were drained oh, in the 1500s. They were drained oh. during this period, but some of them were even drained in the 1600s yeah. and later. Like after the Great Fire of London, they were still draining them. So, so, so soggier. Yeah. Very soggy. And then you went around on the punt everywhere yes. and people used to catch the eels. With a glaive. Oh, that's not what it's called. An eel glaive. What? Like a spear. An eel spear. <laughs> Is this true? Yeah. <laughs> That's good eel knowledge. I know. Um, I think really it must be hard knowledge. to spear an eel because they're really small. No, some are quite big. Okay. Well, maybe they were bigger in those but days. Maybe you funneled them. I don't really know. I don't really <laughs> know. There is a special a funnel. Yeah, so maybe you funneled them and then you've... Maze. Then you've gleaved them. Oh, yeah. This is good. This is good eel knowledge. Um, so it's... Everyone's, you know, punting around on the marshes... Uh, eating eels. Eating eels. The sky is really grey most of the time. I just thought of another historical fact. Okay. About the marshes. But it's it's too early in history, but I'll say anyway. Okay. At um, Must Farm, which is the big Bronze Age archaeology site near here, mm-hmm. they've discovered that all of them basically had huge intestinal worms. Ooh. They were eating raw fish and frogs. Oh, uh, no! Yeah. Why weren't they cooking they them? They like to eat the frogs. Do you know? But all the, all the uh, fossilised poo is just full of oh, like Christ. huge... But they knew about fire then. Worms. Yeah, but it's damp. That's true. It's damp That's what we have to remember about the fens. It's so damp. They're Everything's the marshy so people in um, Game of Thrones, aren't they? That's the fens. The brother and sister. Marshy people. Mm. Chris is nodding. But they're not in the TV series. Uh, no. I've not seen They are. <laughs> I don't remember them. Uh, Mira and Jojen Reed. Oh, the Reeds. Are they marsh people? Well, they don't look like they've... Are they called Reed? They don't look like they've got giant intestinal worms in them, though. They look well. Well, we don't know. (laughs) They'd have been so weak. Those worms would have been eating. So far, there's a lot of creatures going inside bodies (laughs) in this (laughs) discussion. But I think the people of Warboys, they probably weren't eating frogs, but they might have still been weak. Well, we'll discover because later we might discuss how what they had been eating had affected what happened. So it's dismal. That's what we know. Dismal. It's a dismal time. Things are pretty dismal. Bleak. Bleak and dismal. Dismal. Try and imagine it probably, especially if you're poor, squalor, misery. Mud. Mud. Mm. 
probably gangrene, I don't know. So try to imagine this because that sets the scene for our story. Everything quite grey. All grey. Everyone wearing sacking. <laughs> Actually, There's some no of the... no waistlines at all. It's really a sacking disaster. <laughs> they could have used a small piece of string to cinch the sacks in or at the waist. Or an eel. <laughs> Very slippery. An eel belt. <laughs> so I will just say, I've, I've um, got some sources for for this because I like to say my sources uh, the main source was a book called Cambridge of Folk Tales by Maureen James there's also a source which is really interesting which um, is actually from the time and it was written shortly after all the events of these witch trials in Warboys happened and it's a little pamphlet that was published in 1593 uh, it's a really really long title so I'm going to just shorten the title to the most strange and admirable discourse of the three witches of war boys. And then it goes on and on to say a bit now more we about know that. there's three of them. Mm. There's three witches. There's always um, three witches, isn't there? True. That is true. Yeah. And actually there's an original version of the pamphlet um, in the Norris Museum in St. Ives, which you can go and see. They have digitised it and you can look at the whole thing online. Oh, cool. It's really so it's quite museum. interesting. Go. Have I haven't visit. been. It's good. But I warn you, if you look, it's in that old... Fashioned writing, oh, ye oldie, oldie. writing. So it's quite difficult to read. Uh, so uh, some of the sources, obviously, um, of the modern day, refer back to that quite a lot. But it's interesting to have a document that details exactly the whole situation uh, from the time, mm. because that doesn't always happen. Um, so we have quite a good grasp of the story, in some ways. Although, obviously, they did believe in witches at the time, so. Might not be particularly accurate. Fake news. We'll, fake news. <laughs> we'll discuss. Now, I'm about to start the story in earnest, but I wonder if we should bring out our first drink. Yes. Yes. Our first drink has been brought by Joe. Pass the bag. Pass the bag. Now. Ooh. It's clanking. It's quite, as I said, it's quite loose. A loose on A the loose theme. loose interpretation. There's two parts. Okay, interesting. Part one. Ooh. Some really exciting looking cans are emerging out of the bag. This is That's got one. such a cool decoration. Wow. I'll take it a picture. A lone wolf gin and tonic, which has a big scary wolf. Very skin. scary. Mm. Brew dog. Um, so I was thinking of Black Shuck, who is like Ooh, a fen beast. Fen, yeah, dog? Wolf? I don't really know. But I couldn't find any Black Shuck drinks, so instead I got the wolf drink. Mm. Black Shuck is a, um, a legendary, um, uh, yeah, like a massive black dog. dog that kind of lollops around the countryside. Probably was friends with witches. Probably. Mm. Um, and there's a darkness song about Black Shuck. Oh, sing it. Ooh, no. It's, <laughs> um, it's very high. I don't think I can remember how it... Yeah. Can you remember it, Chris? No. Chris has never listened to a That's Dennis song. Cool I bet he can. Really. Oh, and I can see that the stage two is also stage emerging from the bag. Is personalised for Ooh. us, so it's the beer for each of us. Oh wow! Again, sort of witchy and. Oh my god, yeah. mine says uh, alchemy beer. Bring out the imp. Ten point five percent. Wow, didn't check that. Imperial stout. The bottle is very beautiful. With little imps in a forest on. You like a stout? I do like a stout. This is Katie's. Excellent. Mine's called Bloody L. 
<laughs> Blood Orange IPA, and it's very cool. Because you're a little bit like a fruit beer. Yeah, I do like a fruit beer more than any of you lot do. Well, none of us do like them at all. <laughs> and mine is called Shapeshifter. Oh, which is, nice. can be shapeshifter. Can you They're describe really your cool canvas? Oh, yeah, so mine has... Well, maybe it's an eel. Ooh, it's, it's, like, an eel. It's, it's an eel? It's kind of a, a sea beast snake. The, Let's call it an eel. And Let's call it an eel. There was also, um, in around the 1600s or sometime, um, lots of people got scared about things like uh, serpents in the water and stuff. With the yeah. Yes, isn't there some kind of there was an East Anglian serpent. worm? Yes, there is. A with big... a Y, worm with a yeah. Y. And there's a, also, there was, we were talking about pamphlets, there was one made about the Essex serpent that you can yes. still see from the time. We'll have to learn about that another day. Yeah. Oh, uh, but my beer is very cool, and it's um, Beaver Town beer, and it's got a really cool skull picture on it with some haunting... Eyes that Haunting are hypnotising you. Excellent. This is all very what spooky. What should I drink first? Well, I think I'll drink my gin and tonic. Yeah. Let's. Let's. I, I like to have a glass. You want a glass? Yeah, oh yeah. Over okay. here. Like we did glass. come prepared with some glasses, so we're, we're classy good people. To go. Thanks, Chris. Um, Thanks, tech sausage. Right. So now you. I shook mine. You're not supposed to shake it, no. are you? Well, Won't it fizz up? If you think about Marks and Spencer's cocktail in a can. You are meant to shake it. They say, it. No, but they say gently invert it. Oh, not invert yeah, it. don't shake it. Great, so we're going to be drinking our delicious Lone Wolf uh, gin and tonics straight from the can. Um, and I will continue with my uh, story. The year is 1589. The Throckmorton family uh, moved to the manor house in Warboys. Mr. Throckmorton is going to be taking up a position as squire of the village. Um, it seems like he had a lot of daughters... Um, because they become quite instrumental in the story. There seem to be five, as far as I can tell, but there might have been some more that didn't get bewitched. Any sons? Any I? Yeah. Well, interesting. I haven't found any mention of sons. So either there weren't any sons or none of the sons got affected by the witchcraft. So just these, these five daughters um, who go on, we will discover, to cause a lot of mischief in the town of Warboys. Do we know their Lord names? Rich girls. We know their names. Shall we guess? Is okay. One, is, oh, yeah, you can guess. Eliza. One, oh. Mm. I was going to guess Betsy. Betsy? <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're, so they're, they're all short for Elizabeth. That's true. A lot of people were called Elizabeth. Um, so there is an Elizabeth, oh. so that's a good guess. Do you want to have another try? Hannah. Yeah, Hannah's Don't a good think guess. think there's a Hannah. Think of sort of religious names. That's where I was going with Hannah. Rebecca. No. Sarah. No. This, I mean, this okay, could go on Mary. forever. <laughs> no, not Mary. Um, <laughs> this is, this is one is called Grace. Uh, oh, that's so that's like quite chest, yeah, exactly that kind of name. Um, Charity, and uh, one is called Joan, mm. which isn't that exciting. Um, but the first daughter we will learn about is Jane. Plain Jane. Plain Jane. Jane. Oh, Jane. come on! That's not fair. Give each kid their own proper name. Yeah, this is why the trouble happened. Yeah, she's like, I want my own name. Don't she's just acting out because her name's too boring. Um, anyway, she's 10 at this point. Um, she's not quite the youngest daughter, but she's, she's the second 10. youngest. She's Causing 10. all this trouble mm. at 10. Exactly, Joe. But That's soon true. the younger one's even going to get involved. They arrived in the village in uh, September. In November, very soon after they arrived, Jane began to exhibit strange forms of behaviour. She went into spasms. She said that she could feel insects crawling underneath her skin uh, and she said she could feel it felt like cats were constantly clawing her body. 
and she was spasming around and her legs would spasm one way, her arms would go another way, she would go off her chair, she was writhing all about. A wriggly worm. A wriggling (laughs) Jane. So this was ill in a way that people were not familiar with in Warboys. Um, She shook around. Interestingly, I think for Joe, the Norris Museum pamphlet says that she sneezed violently oh. <laughs> over and over for as much as half an hour at one time. Are you implying I have a violent sneeze? <laughs> <laughs> um, it can be loud. But they call it kneezing in the pamphlet. N-E-E-S-I-N-G. Where's the S gone? I don't know. Where's the... I don't know, but like Snottingham and Nottingham. It used to be Snottingham. They just got rid of the S. What's that? Is yeah, that true. It's because it's a man called Snot owned the village of Nottingham, which because that's what it's called. To say like the ing is like possession, <laughs> and the ham is like the village. It is. <laughs> it's <laughs> Nottingham. Yeah, you can't bring that fact with no evidence. Oh, I'll find. I'll look it up later. We'll look it up later. I've taught it to a lot of classes when we're doing Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> I bet they. Places. I bet they love that. So I hope it's true. So what? Snot is the man. Yeah, the um, ing's like the owning bit, and then like mm. ham is like the. Town. Yeah, like mm. a hamlet. I have to say, this gin and tonic is very tasty. Yeah, it, is, it's really, it? it smells really good as well. It's got lots of citrusy. Yeah, really nice. Um, so she would do all these symptoms, including violent sneezing, Neither. which was which was a terrible concern. Now, Alice Samuels enters our story. Alice Samuels was a woman of seventy six who lived nearby in Warboys. She lived on one of the the portions of land that were in the parish. The squire, Mr. Throckmorton, was kind of not her boss, but you know, her landowner. That's good age her to landlord. Get to for that time. Yeah. I was really surprised because when I read that she was 76, I was thinking, Fens, it's really mm. damp, everyone's eating eels. How are you even getting to 76? So that's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, well, we don't know what the average death age was. No, I should have looked Way up. Way younger than that, though. Yeah, yeah. It's I think we call it life expectancy. Not death Not age. death age. <laughs> I think like, if you were in your 40s or 50s, that was like a... You're doing well. Yeah, so I, f- I was quite impressed that um that she'd got she to that age. She's very cranky. Yeah, quite mm-hmm. cranky. Well, imagine. So she the done thing at the time was that you would sort of show an interest in in the squire's life and if somebody was very ill you would visit the household um to inquire after their health to kind of show an interest and to show that you cared. Um so yeah, she's 76. She's probably like wading through the bog at this point to try mm-hmm. and get <laughs> no, they probably had dirt paths. Do you think? Well, you have a little like the bit where they build up a little bit on the path, but yeah, between the two fields where you're a bit yeah. higher. So, so, so two bogs. Also, the actual village wouldn't have been a bog. <laughs> <laughs> they would have had some dry land. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't get out much. She's so decent. I think it was like Deadwood, where everything's just made of mud. <laughs> um, so she's very old, seventy-six. So she makes her way. I imagine quite painfully. Um, up to the Throckmorton house to say, how is how is little Jane? I hear that she's been very unwell. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so she she went into to the room where Jane was lying in bed. I feel surprised that they let her. She's just a peasant from the village. Well, there's quite a lot of surprising things that are going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and I don't have an explanation for all of them. And Jane, upon seeing Alice Samuels, pointed at her and cried to her grandmother, who was in the room, Grandmother, look where the old witch sitteth. Did you ever see one more like a witch than she is? Take off her black thrummed cap, 
for I cannot abide to look on her. Oh, what a Ooh, meanie. She's I know. such a spoilt brat. <laughs> um, thrummed apparently means shaggy, like a shaggy cap. She had a shaggy cap on. Hmm? So Jane makes this initial accusation, Alice Samuels is a witch. To their credit, initially the family kind of thought, no, ridiculous. Hmm. And she, at that point, maybe she was just saying there's an old woman that looks like a witch. She wasn't yes, saying... Yes, she wasn't accusing witch. her. I suppose maybe she hadn't seen many old people. Maybe she's got a grandmother. We don't know how old she was. I think if you're 10 in those no, days, yeah. your grandmother's probably 50. So initially the family thought this is probably just a load of old bollocks. Jane's just quite ill. She's a bit bleary. We won't listen to her. But she didn't really get better. She carried on spasming and sneezing and the ants were under her skin. There were ants in her ear. Sadly, Katie wasn't there to float them out with some (laughs) warm water. (laughs) Um, So it was a bad business. So they referred to Dr. Barrow of Cambridge Town. Oh. He sounds fancy, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, You would think he wouldn't be quite so um, superstitious. Maybe he's a bit more cosmopolitan than the people of War Boys. But apparently he tested her urine three times. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, And he sent some remedies that he said should cure her upon examination of the urine. So he didn't even go to see her? No. Was medicine all still about, like, urine and bile? Leeches. The four four humours at this point. (sighs) I don't know. I think it was. It doesn't... Well, judging on what happened, it doesn't... Bile... Blood. Don't know about blood. Urine. Urine, definitely. Um, Sweat, spit. Oh, I don't know. I feel like we're just naming bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> that would be true, Joe. That would be Mucus, true. <laughs> vomit. Um, anyway, he didn't test those. He just tested her urine. Uh, but then the remedies he sent didn't work. Leeches. Leeches. Ah, oh, brilliant. That's not a fluid. Um, but was it a remedy? remedy? Oh, I don't know. It's all good. We'll find out what. Let's say it was. Um, so after after all his remedies had no effect, he said, mm, mm, maybe she's right and it is witchcraft. Yeah, because clearly if my leeches don't work, it must be <laughs> witchcraft. If my leeches have no effect, witchcraft is the only possible solution. <laughs> so I don't know what the urine looked like or any of that sort of thing. So after that, the family thought, well, maybe if Dr. Barrow of Cambridge Town thinks it might be some witches yeah. maybe it is witches because he's a man of, of of education of learning of learning and he's from he cambridge town and we're all just clever just by walking through it we're just by osmosis taking in the <laughs> cleverness so the suspicions began to grow maybe it was witchcraft after only a month of, of jane being ill and, and these remedies not working two more daughters began to catch the same afflictions mm. like the virgin suicides <laughs> yes Yes, it is like the I Virgin like that Suicide. Book a lot. It is like that. I suppose it is like that. Yeah. We'll just... we'll wonder later about that. Or like those schools where all the girls faint. Yes. yes. One girl starts fainting Mass and then they're fainting. all Yeah. It could be that. We can we can wonder about it. Mm. They just want attention. Is that what you think? Plain Jane. Just just attention seeking. Mm. Well, this time it wasn't just plain Jane. Grace was the youngest child. She was nine. So she began to exhibit the same bad spasming, insects. Maybe the sneezing. And Joan, who was the oldest child, and she was 15. Joan should have known better. Well, Joan was especially badly afflicted mm-hmm. and especially troublesome because she claimed that Alice, the witch, was soon going to attack all the women and servants in the house. Shouldn't she have been, like, married by 15 at this point? <laughs> Is that why she's so cross? 
Yeah, she hasn't been married. They're being very unfair to these girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Joan was, was very particularly badly afflicted. She would, this is a quote from the pamphlet, screech and groan very fearfully. Sometimes it would heave up her belly and bounce up her body with such violence that she was not kept upon her bed. So she was like being thrown out of her bed from these spasms and fits. Um, And she had them six or seven times a day. Mm. So it was quite miserable. So she makes this claim that all the women in the house and the servants are going to get ill. Can you guess what happens? They all get ill. They all got ill. (laughs) All of them. Uh, The 12 maid servants in the house. 12? All fell ill. Are you wondering why they've got so many servants? Well, I'm just surprised if he's the squire and they've got a big house. But it just seemed like quite a lot even. I thought it was a lot. Yeah. I say one cook, one to do the... Beds. Yeah, a couple of maids, a cook, but 12 women is a Maybe lot. you have a gardener. But that's not a woman. Maybe a woman. Mm. There's lots of children to look after. Yeah. Five. And they've all got spasms. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe some of these got brought in nearly. So they all they all fell ill as well. Um, the maid servants actually go a step further and they say that uh, not just that Alice is a witch, they say she should be burned. So we start in now with the burning talk. Straight in. Straight in with the burning talk. Um, So the Throckmortons, now they're like, well, there's a lot of evidence. What have we got? Some small children pointing at a woman, saying that she's a witch. Some servants are ill now. They say it's a witch. Everyone's sneezing. Maybe... What what affliction do the servants have? The same. Spasming. Spasming. Sneezing. Sneezing. Ants. (laughs) Ants in their skin. Um, like writhing around, delusions probably, I don't know. So they're all, they're all falling under this same thing. Who knows who's making the beds at this no, point? No, I'm just thinking that. How's the house running? Is it all Mr. Throckmorton? Are... I think that's unlikely. It's the gardener. Poor gardener, he's doing everything. <laughs> he's making the tea. Yep, he's cooking oh. the meals. He's making the bed. He's catching the eels. Leaving the eels. <laughs> so at this point, there seems to be quite a lot of evidence that points towards witchcraft. At this point, they bring Alice to the house, poor Alice Samuels, 67, to be submitted to the scratching test. Ooh. Do you know about the test they used to do on witches? What do I you know? I don't know about this one. Have you heard of any? I know about the later ones, like the dunking, ducking and, yeah. Mm. Ducking stool. Ducking stool. Just throw them in Just throw them in the water. But is that all later? Is that all... I wonder if that's even earlier. And maybe it's earlier. Maybe it's later. Was Hopkins later or... Ah, Hopkins was later. Witchfinder yeah. General. Yeah, because he liked Matthew Hopkins, stuff, didn't he? Um, the Witchfinder General, was about 50 years later mm. after this all happened. But in the same area, mm. Huntingdonshire and, and around East Anglia. It's all um, East Anglia. The book that I'm referring to at the, um, for some of this, Cambridgeshire Folktales, the um, rep that gave it to me at work is called Matthew Hopkins. Oh, oh spooky. I know. I mean, I think he must know. Yeah. I don't think he's changed his name to that. <laughs> that would be strange. <laughs> That's really creepy if he has. Be careful around him. A te- was there a test about moles? Yeah, I pricking think the pricking. 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 I, his pin, pin I think Hopkins did the pricking test a lot. Where he would um, find like a, a mole or a, a mark and would poke mm. Um, mm. a needle into that, and if it didn't bleed, they were a witch. Yeah. Or if it did, if it but didn't bleed, they were a witch. Bleed. No, so it's whatever one is not logical and means you get burnt for no reason. That's and what he did. And same with all the the water ones. Yes, yeah. you just drown. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you float, you're a witch and you get burnt. But if you sink, then you're not a witch, but you're 
dead. Right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's going to go well for Alice. Well, actually, compared to some of those things, the scratching test is, I mean, it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not the worst. Um, But the belief seemed to be that if they allowed the victim of the witch to scratch the accused witch, that would for some reason make the witchery stop. Oh, that sounds like it just made the witch cross. Exactly, that's what I thought. Why would the witch stop stop, stop bewitching you if you were scratching her? What kind of a scratch? Like, a, like an itch or a... Or... Well, I think with... So first of all, it's little Jane who's doing and this scratching. And they're all going to scratch five of them. No Well, doubt. first just Jane does it. And she's only quite small, so I imagine that her scratching isn't... She's got a soft nails. Very soft, they haven't hardened yet. She's going to be vicious. Um, but later there gets to be some bad scratching. Oh, no. Some more violent bad scratching. So anyway, they do the scratching test. Surprise, surprise, it doesn't work. Because <laughs> either Alice is a witch and now she's really pissed off, or she's not a she's witch. Not a witch she's scratching old lady. You're just scratching a 76-year-old. Oh, skin is so thin. Oh, oh, my God. It would bleed so easily. It's really thin. Oh, gosh, that's awful. Oh, it's almost translucent. Mm. Oh, dear. Imagine that. Poor old Alice. So she's having a terrible time. Um, she can't really refuse to to come to mm. this house because she lives on the land in this parish. So, you know, it's it's not a good situation for her. There's quite a lot of issues with class in these witch cases, usually. Especially where it's, in this case, someone who's of a slightly uh, more upper class family accusing um, someone who is not... I guess we might call her a peasant. Mm. Is it okay to say yeah, peasant? I think so. The common folk. The common folk. Yes. So the scratching test, I hadn't heard of it. Apparently quite common. Uh, it doesn't work. So um, it's less of a test, more just of a horrible thing to do. <laughs> more of a horrifying ordeal. <laughs> yeah, because it, so it wasn't testing if she was a witch. Yeah, like the no. trick or something is doing a... That's true. There were, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a cure, I suppose. Yeah. Mm, scratchy cure. But all the fits continue. Now, Elizabeth becomes involved. Daughter Elizabeth. I don't have her age, but presumably somewhere between 10 and 15, because she's not the youngest yeah. or the oldest. So close in age. I know. It's well, about the they didn't have any oh, God. birth control. No. Just awful. And probably if they did, it was made of the guts of eels, and they were just like <laughs> smearing that on places and hoping that that would somehow stop the... Pregnancy. <laughs> or an eel skin would be... An eel skin! That would be perfect. Mm. Do you think they did that? Does an eel no. have scales? I think, didn't they use crocodile poo or something in the past? Crocodile poo? As a contraceptive. or something that you... Yeah, because actually, how are you getting herbs. crocodile poo? Not in... Not in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, maybe in Florida. Yeah. I don't know, Kate. I, in I, Salem. I've, I've clearly made that up, I don't maybe know. Maybe in Salem they had crocodiles. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they did. It's in New England, Joe. It's cold. It's quite similar to to old England. Maybe the fens are the the connecting. Could they be thing with witches? That what it is. Um, So Elizabeth now gets the afflictions. Um, Again, here's a quote: Uh, Elizabeth starts to play with her food and walk in a strange manner. What do you think that means? It made me think of what, like an Egyptian. Oh, really? Okay, so she's... Doing a side crab walk. Oh, God. What? I don't know. 
made me think a bit of The Exorcist, where she goes. When oh my! That, where she, she goes, goes as a crab walk, crab. the backwards crab walk. Yeah, it could be that. Um, and playing with her food. Who would imagine a teenage girl? Yeah, would be would a fun play with to. her food when she's moved from London. Now all she's got is eels. I don't know. Were they no, from London? No, I just said that because you're I'm just, just imagining. I'm just imagining her moving from a, like a fancy metropolis and then ending up in the fencing eels. And oh my god! With her food. It's everyone's worst nightmare, <laughs> except for Katie's, which is having a spider inside her ear. <laughs> so this is all getting quite serious. Um, the daughters are ill. The servants are ill. This is all in the squire's household. Um, what do you think could make it worse? Could it be the arrival of an even more uh, upper-class lady into the situation? Oh. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. Is it what? grandma? No, it's not a grandma. Um, it's Lady Susan Cromwell. Oh. Lady Susan Cromwell um, is the lady of the manor. Now, I don't understand the hierarchy, but this seems to be above the squire. Um, and her husband is Sir Henry Cromwell. Are they Cromwell Cromwells? Yeah, they're Cromwell Cromwells. Do you want to explain what a Cromwell Cromwell is? <laughs> I just wondered if they were to do with uh, Cromwell as in Oliver, yes. as in um, the protector of the country. Yes. And then, yeah, New Model Army and the... Because he's from Huntingdon. Yeah, because it's all from around, isn't it? Yes. He, yeah. Yes, so they, they are um, their ancestors of the Cromwells, although I couldn't quite work out what kind of relationship they had because one of the things that I read said that Sir Henry Cromwell was the grandfather of Oliver Cromwell but one of the things I read said that Lady Susan Cromwell was the aunt of Oliver Cromwell so I don't think I don't think both those things can be true and the timings of that right about right aren't they because um are they Grandfather, because if we say grandfather, but not aunt, surely. No, that's true. So not aunt, we think. Yeah. What year was Cromwell? Some things have to happen. Sixteen hundreds, but I don't know which year. But before, before the fire, so I don't know, sixteen thirty or something. Okay. And he's a grown up when he. (laughs) Okay. You can't be Lord Protector if you're not grown up. What's his name? Not Lord Protector. Yeah, Lord Protector. Okay. So I don't know. So there's some relation to the to Oliver. Um, so that's yeah a, another well-known name in the East Anglian area. Some admire him and some despise him, Oliver Cromwell. Now or then? All the time. In all points in history. At all points in <laughs> history. But it just I think it's interesting because it shows you that Oliver Cromwell was basically from a upper class background. Mm. Anyway, he wasn't you know. And he took away Christmas. That bugger. I know. Did he make us call it? Winterville. No, he, he went all he went all Puritan on us, didn't he? Yeah. He was, he was all no, um, paint the churches white, bash out the stained glass, and just then make everything. And have a boring time. Boring, boring. Sacks, no waistline. They're already wearing sacks. <laughs> yeah, I know, but not the rich people. Everyone's wearing sacks, even the rich people. <laughs> they no weren't booze. even allowed eel belts. And you think about the fact that you know in the they... Tudors, you have a twelve bird roast at Christmas, bird inside oh, a bird inside a bird forever, bird, bird, bird. and then suddenly twelve days of Christmas. <laughs> That's gone. Not even one bird. No, there's no Lord and Miss Rule. There's no anything fun. There's just a white church and some songs. Praise. Oh God. Yeah. The thing is, I think you can get away with that in countries where the weather's quite nice because it's, <laughs> you know, if it's really sunny and generally jolly and people are having a nice time, maybe you don't mind if 
church is white and there's no Christmas and all that kind of thing. But this is the fens. It's so dark. Yeah. It's so dismal. It's so wet. You need a fun event to lighten things. That's what that's what I think about. Yeah. And so in the churches, all the the scary pictures and paintings got painted Mm. over. I think I mean I might be wrong about this, but I think that's what they whitewashed everything, didn't they? What were the scary pictures? The dooms. Yeah. Oh, the dooms. Hell. Okay. Hell. Oh yeah. Like that artist you like? Uh, Goya. Bosch. Bosch. Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah. But his are quite fun. Yeah. Hell looks quite fun. Devils like throwing limbs. Exactly. A, a fish-faced man that. is eating someone's foot. Some spearing. <laughs> Some gleaving. <laughs> they made it local in, in um, the fens. In the fens, yeah. the devil had an eel's face. And a gleave. No, because then he'd have to poke his own face. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's unnecessary chat. Let's return to the witches. Um, Lady Susan Cromwell comes to visit. Probably also being quite polite. Let's go and see what's going on. I've heard or some rumours. Nosy. Nosy. Yeah. So nosy. Is so boring. Yeah. She wants to be at court, but instead she's in the fens. Yeah. She's not happy. It's true. When we think of Elizabethan England, we think of the court, ruffs. don't we? Mm-hmm. Ruffs. Um, White chalked faces. Joseph Fiennes is having sex with a lady in a corridor. Um, wearing Sometimes a rough. Sometimes a cupboard. Sometimes a cupboard. <laughs> um, everyone's eating partridge and pineapples. Yeah. No, maybe not yet. I reckon they brought them over when they brought the potatoes and the tomatoes and stuff from the Americas. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know that because I don't think pineapples actually come from South America. <laughs> so that Where do they come from? Do they come from the Bahamas? I have no idea. Let's not include this bit. We don't know where pineapples come from. <laughs> <laughs> we know words like gleave and Nottingham, but we don't know where pineapples come from. So she's so she comes to visit, probably nosy. Um, she's heard some rumours. What's going on? Is there a witch afoot? Um, and apparently she's quite shocked to see the state of affairs at the Throckmorton house. No, they've let Everyone's slip. like rolling around, spasming. Yeah, no, no one's doing no. the cleaning. <laughs> no one's washing the sheets. Who even knows how the washing up's getting done? Who's even cleaning out the toilets? Oh, heck. I think they might be long drops. Yeah, yeah, definitely long drops. You don't have to, like, pull out the... <laughs> Gubbins. <laughs> no? Just a long drop. Where's it going? Into a... Down. Bay, it's like Glastonbury. A... Yeah, it's like Glastonbury. Okay. Yeah. It's not pleasant. But it's better than a portaloo. Oh, God. When we used to go to Glastonbury... Some people chose by choice to go into the portaloos, mm. and we would always go to the long drops because they've got an open ceiling, yeah. and the stench, can get out. the stench can get out. And it's also miles away from you. Yeah. Whereas if you're in a portaloo, they they didn't flush. We'll say if it's like Reading on a Sunday night, someone will push that portaloo over or explode it with an aerosol. Oh God! Yeah. You're going to be covered in um, blue portaloo chemicals or exploded. Yeah. Or both. Or feces? Yeah. Feces, yep. Tampons. Oh, Tampons? God. No one's putting those in the loose. Well, of course you're at Reading. Where are you going to put oh, them? Oh, my God. Yeah. Reading's worse than the Fens in 1589. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should just clarify, we are talking about the Reading Festival. <laughs> not the city of Reading. Not the, not the city of Reading. <laughs> Which maybe was called Shredding. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all have S's, just not so good. I don't remember <laughs> Um, so every... my beer. Oh, yeah, let's open our next drink. Tech Sausage, would you like half my beer? Give Tech Sausage half the beer. We don't have a bottle opener. You know what I'm going to make Katie do? No, not yet. I'm too early in the night. Okay. Um, sometimes in the past, Katie would open beers with her teeth. I will after four drinks, but no, this it's is it's okay. Only... Chris is going to do it with his keys. Do you think yours is going to be orange? I hope so. I can't do it because I'm a bad thumb. Chris, um, Chris hurt his thumb doing um, goalkeeping. Did the goal go in or come out? He saved the goal, but his thumb was fucked. Those are the rules of goalkeeping. So now I'm opening it with the key. It's a lovely, light, golden Can orange. I smell it? Yeah, of course. Ooh, it smells, taste. smells nice, actually. Oh, Christ. I'm not sure we're going to get to Katie's drink. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, we are. Let's alone mine. Whoops, I'm in. Okay, so I'm pouring out... Bring out the in. Oh, I've just realised the joke. I've just realised the joke. Gimp is sleeping. It's like bring out the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Oh. Oh, I've only just realised. That's now we don't like it anymore. It's good now, isn't it? No, it's fine. Um, It looks delicious and strong. Sorry. I now realise that one of the main drawbacks of having a booze-related story <laughs> podcast is there's going to be quite a lot of burping. This is what life's like with me. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. We're going to break there for now. I hope you enjoyed the first part of the story. Sorry about the burping. That's probably going to be a feature. Sorry uh, also about the high levels of silliness. I think that's going to be a main feature as well. I hope you enjoyed it. If you don't enjoy silliness, but you know people who do, uh, you can always suggest that they listen to it instead. Uh, We will return next time with the second part of The Witches of War Boys and several more alcoholic drinks.